Hello, my name is Mary. And I'm James. And welcome to yet another episode of the Watch That Joan podcast. You guys have been sticking around for a while now. This is episode, what, like episode nine? This is episode nine. Um, we're not going to post it in that order. Oh, but... no. Yeah, we are going to. We're, we're posting episodes with Reckless Abandon. So <laughs> if the numbers don't make sense, then don't worry about it. Don't worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's it's. The whole journey of the Watch That Joan podcast is just that, a journey. Yeah, you're going to so grow with us, guys. It's its a team effort, so. The team effort. So, yeah, we're doing, what movie are we doing today, Mary? Today, we are, will be reviewing Oppenheimer. Mm. And, and it makes sense because the last movie that we did was Barbie. And um, I still, after watching both movies, I still do not see the link between the two movies, other than one is a one is about a lot of women and one is about a lot of men. <laughs> They're polar opposites of each other. Yeah, and they came out around the same time, so people just said a Barbie Heimer. Yeah, exactly the same time frame. Yeah, same Barbie Heimer weekend. You know, um, so just a hype. You know, I, I can imagine people go into the theater. You know how we were all pink. We posted that on Instagram. What? That's a celebratory moment. Oppenheimer is a very no, dark moment in his well. No, I'm saying I know I'm saying for the Oppenheimer. Gonna movie, dress you up. Were, you wear all black. Oh God. Like a few that still seems celebratory and and weird and very, very strange. But um yeah. what yeah. if like the real bomb was just like a whole bunch of Barbies just falling <laughs> from the sky? Just Barbies falling from the sky. Yeah. You know. That'd be nice. I don't want to. Yeah, that'd be, that'd like, be nice. like Barbie Fetty. Barbie Fetty. We shouldn't fight with ammunition. We should fight with Barbies. <laughs> For real. Does Barbie feel like, oh, my God, I got toys. Yay. Oh, yeah. no, I got I got the pregnant one. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I got Alan. I got, I got Alan. I declare war. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, guys, we're going to do the best we can with this movie. This movie, as you can imagine, is extremely complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of. Yep history that we cannot fully grasp like when i tell you i was trying to learn about world world war ii mm -hmm. in a week <laughs> the philly public education system has failed me so listen we're going to talk about what we know and try to break it down in the best way that we can yeah mary's underselling herself right she got a degree from the pennsylvania state university right so not in history <laughs> not in history yeah i but, took art history took but art history. um and you, yeah you you know was this is jumping way far ahead but you know what i found out about oppenheimer in my research mm, his parents were um they were like some kind of like real deal art collectors and they had like original works by like picasso and other oh, wow. paintings like original picassos and i remember there was this one scene in the movie where um gene tadlock and Oppenheimer was sitting down but naked. And mm -hmm. how the way they were posed kind of reminded me of a nude, in a sense. Like, you know, like those nude portraits. Mm, it so, was kind of artsy. Maybe it was a yeah. callback to that. Yeah. Did come, so, so Oppenheimer, um, he did come from a, uh, a well-to-do family, mm -hmm. right? And growing up, he was a physicist, American physicist. I believe he studied at Harvard, and then he went to Cambridge, and then... Didn't he um, teach at UC Berkeley, or...? Yeah, he, he taught at the University of California after he studied um, in Europe. Um, he studied, uh, um, he was a physics. So he studied physics and um, quantum mechanics. Jesus. So the movie is, 
Yeah, so that's that's like uh, some manufacturing. Well, I'm a mechanical engineer uh, by trade, and I fantasize about learning about quantum physics and quantum mechanics. What is what? What? I don't even know what those words mean. Like, uh, what? What is like? I've been hearing it my whole life. I have no idea what quantum physics even is. Yeah. So the quantum realm, right? Or, or quantum physics is basically quantum realm. That sounds like a spider verse. <laughs> Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like uh, the Marvel universe. But yeah. no, quantum physics is essentially how particles, how very small particles from atoms, neutrons, electrons, right? The, the smallest piece of material that make up the, the, the universe, how they interact with each other mm -hmm. and how their physics, the quantum physics is different than the physics around you and me. And when you get to that small particle size, like that, that small level. Um, like a micro level? More, less than a micro level. Like mm. micro, like Like, like this. a nano level? Is nano smaller yes. than micro? Yes, <laughs> nano, yeah, exactly, like a nano level, right? Like the physics, it just changed and it's weird and you know what I mean? And it's all nerdy stuff that I love. Mm. So that's why I really, I really enjoy You are very movie. excited for this movie. I, I am right because it's I a heard combination. it was three hours long talking about the making <laughs> of a bomb. I thought it was yes. going to be a snoresville, but you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised. It was. You know what? Also, an interesting thing that I reached, uh, looked up. Right, is so when um, Oppenheimer when he went to Europe, mm -hmm. and remember that scene where he put a poison, uh, an, apple, he he an apple. He poisoned his teacher. Yes, he poisoned his tutor. Apparently, that really happened. Yeah, yeah, it really happens. And and the movie he didn't get caught. In real life, mm -hmm. he got caught and he almost got he, suspended for it. Or exactly. expelled. He almost got one. He almost got he almost got expelled, but his parents like made it they go. They smoothed away. it over. They smoothed it over, yeah. So what did he 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 injected it with what, like potassium cyanide or something like that? Mm-hmm. And cyanide is some nasty stuff, yo. It'll make you like burn from like the inside out or whatever. You That's know what, there's like, cyanide in plums? I asked bit. Google because um, I wanted to give milkshakes some of my plum. And then I was like, wait, can cats eat plums? And they said, no, the cyanide <laughs> can literally kill them. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know how a cat could physically eat a plum. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one's up here cutting up pieces of plums. So. <laughs> I had like the pit. I had like the plum pit. And she came oh, over no. and she sniffed it. And I was like, oh, do you want some? And I was like, wait, this could kill her. <laughs> So I have to put it away, so. Yeah, don't don't try if you could figure out how to, don't give plums to cats. <laughs> no, I have I have no idea how they can do that. But one thing um, I wanna know is um was there like what was he trying to do? Was he trying to kill his professor or make him like sick? So apparently and... apparently he was troubled, right? So I, I also saw that he tried to strangle one of his classmates. No, he tried you know to strangle I mean? one of his friends because he said he was engaged. Like his friend told him I'm engaged. And then he tried to strangle him. Yeah, I, maybe, I guess the, maybe, you know how like some geniuses struggle with like just basic sanity stuff or whatever. What do you mean? Like social? Yeah, maybe um, social. Skills. Or maybe he was a sociopath. I don't know. Like he, he I did. read it as him kind of being, I feel like they were kind of like working on a lot of projects together. And he was and like stressed. From, from what I seen, for what it sounded to me, it sounded like he was like, okay, you're getting engaged. Now you don't have enough time to work with me and make all these scientific breakthroughs. 
and that got him really mad, so he strangled him. That's mm. that's I, I I don't know, but they said he was suffering from like anxiety and depression and a lot of stuff. Okay, like that. And, and all these accounts are from historical accounts, not necessarily from the movie. These scenes that that scene did not happen in the movie. It didn't just, happen uh, in the movie. Mm-mm. In the movie, after he poisoned his his teacher, he just kind of like was able to go up and like throw the apple away and didn't get in trouble. So no, what end, happened was um another man picked up the man who told him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm making a whole bunch of jumps here. But apparently, in the first scenes in the movie, guys, we're, we're talking about the movie now, the actual movie. He, yeah. um, He's working at this lab. I don't know where, but he's working at this lab, and he's not I'm doing I'm pretty well. sure it's at Cambridge. It's at Cambridge? I thought he taught there. He was like a student somewhere. I'm, I'm talking he, about the he dude was, he tried to poison. Yeah, I think I think he was at Cambridge on his postdoc. That post was Cambridge. Doc. Okay. I think so. I think it was Cambridge that was supposed to. I can, you know what? Or if it wasn't Cambridge, it was Harvard. But either way, either way, get to your, your point. Oh, that wait, I think it was Harvard. Anyway, so he, he was somewhere, and apparently Oppenheimer wasn't really good with lab work. Mm-hmm. Like, that he was wasn't, clumsy. Yeah, really clumsy, didn't follow the procedures, and he didn't enjoy it. And it's strange to me because I, I assume it's like, I don't know, a chemist or a physicist, like, actually getting in the lab and seeing, like, the culmination of your, like, hypotheses actually pan out would be the most exciting part. Yeah, but then but I remember. Then I remember when I took chem, and I hated chem lab. Like I liked <laughs> chemistry, but I I freaking hated chem lab. I hated it. So yeah, it's kind of interesting that like he was so bad at like the actual lab work, but he was still such like a brilliant. What's the word? Theorist. 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 Yeah. Theory, theory person. Bas- a person who makes theories. Basically, the stuff that he was interested in could not at that time be tested in a laboratory setting. And that's that's the real real reason why he was uninterested. So because you think quantum he mechanics wasn't sh- Okay. Yeah, so quantum mechanics itself, that whole principle, right? Mm. That was literally just found with Einstein like 20 years prior. So it was a brand new field, right? It was a brand new idea and concept, right? That everyone was trying to everyone at least in the Europe side was trying to understand and he was mostly concerned about how stars died in the concept of a black hole and how that power of the black hole can like um, basically crush atoms and crush particles. Right? Okay, and so that explains why in the beginning of the movie, how do I explain it? Like there were always like these scenes of like the stars and like, yep. Uh, yep. Yep. I didn't like know the- what was going on. I thought that was really... I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, this is gonna be the whole movie because I'm tired of this. Yeah, so it, it you was. You know what I mean? I when think... the screen would turn blue and like it would mm-hmm. be, yeah, I, I was getting tired of that. So there was there was one part where after he uh, he struggled in his lab, mm-hmm. one of the physicists was like, "Hey, you need to be able to see quantum mechanics. You need to be able to like some some scientists can't see it, and I could tell that you can see it. And I think that was the perception." Uh, like all those uh that, that was the idea the concept oh that was that like the get. um what's it called that was them visualizing how the way yes. he saw quantum physics yes it was okay. visualizing it was trying to visualize how his brain worked it was also some type of beautiful mind type stuff you know it did remind me of a beautiful mind joe yes. we be right here because i was like this is yes. giving a beautiful mind and i was wondering is he going to be like completely crazy at the end too mm-hmm. like um yeah, it was give me a beautiful mind, and at first I was like, I'm so sick of this. Like, I, 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 I hope this is not for the entire movie. So when that little thing ended, 
I was very, I was pretty glad about it. Because I'm like, if it's three hours of this, then I'm about to walk out this theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I thought was originally confusing in the movie to me, I guess one, before I, I jump into that, it's a little background about Oppenheimer too. So he was a U.S. Jewish citizen. He was born in, in, in New York, right? And when he went over to, like I said, we went over to Europe to study quantum mechanics. While he was there, quantum he met- Physics or quantum mechanics? Quantum mechanics is quantum physics is the general phrase. Qu quantum mechanics is a specialized is, thing. It's a specialized in quantum physics. They're mostly interchangeable, to be honest with you. Mm. So they're pretty interchangeable. But um, yeah, while he was in Germany, he met a bunch of scientists along the way. Right. And there was one scene where he went and he had to teach. He had to basically teach a lecture in Dutch and apparently oh, this yeah. man learned Dutch in six weeks yeah it was able to talk about quantum mechanics right quantum mechanics in Dutch and when he said that I'm like dag I can't even speak Spanish and I've been married to my wife with well together with my wife for like I'm not gonna say the number of years right now. yeah you don't want to embarrass yourself that much yeah since 2010 so it's pretty it's pretty bad and this this nigga learned it in six like weeks, i don't you know even know think I mean? james could put together a sentence in spanish can you say hi my name is james and your Hola, age me amo james <laughs> wow okay uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't uh, you say you. don't you Tango? translate it to i have yeah. this many yep. years Yes, yes. Tango, trenta, tres años. You're 33? Oh, right. Whoa, you are I not 33. 33. What are you talking about? Uno. You're right. Trenta uno. I don't know how old I am. Oh, you're a mess. But a mm -hmm. uh, I also read that uh, when Oppenheimer was like 12 or so, he mm -hmm. gave lectures too. Yeah, he was a genius. Mm -hmm. Just straight up. A straight he was a straight prodigy. up genius. Straight Pottergy. And then, so when he came back after his education in Europe, then, like you said earlier, he came and, and, and basically studied. Ebert um, no, in studied. Harvard or <laughs> University no, of California? No, he, he was at the University of California. Okay. And he started, he brought quantum mechanics there. Okay. To University of California. But in the movie, if you guys remember the movie, it changed time zones. Like, like the time... Uh, Time, not time zones time uh it had a time settings. jump yeah time settings yeah so the the black and white time settings felt like it was in the present tense and the colored time settings was in the past but there was also some color time settings where you couldn't like because first they showed him actually meeting um remember remember lewis strauss who was the uh who was um lewis strauss is that the man played by robert dowie jr mm -hmm. okay. yes Yes. So him, he met him, I think in black and white, but then he talked to Einstein in color. Yeah. Remember he so, had supposedly, what I read about Christopher Nolan, he kind of likes to do things like that where he plays around with time. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because you ever, have you ever seen the movie Memento? I did see Memento when he wrote, he writes all the notes and stuff on his arm mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, no, that was Inception kind of deals with time a little bit. Inception is trippy. He did Inception too. He I did forgot Inception. about that. I, I got a list oh. of like, he he did the, he did Batman Begins, mm. Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Memento, Interstellar, um, Dunkirk. Wow. Uh, 
and yeah, when when I did a quick research, well, quick like a quick Google search on like what kind of movies Christopher Nolan likes to do, they said he does like to kind of play around with time and kind of like. So I feel like it was kind of supposed to be confusing because I was confused too. I was like, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. the time frames of what's happening. The only thing I knew was that the I I, I knew the timeline of the main plot, you know. Yeah. The plot of the Around Manhattan the Project and the bombing. Yep. I knew that, but that took me a while to figure out as well. But, yep. yeah, you're right. When it turned to black and white and you saw, like, um, Robert Dowry's Jr.'s character and also when you seen Oppenheimer in color in that fake herring with um, those people. I don't know their name. It was, yeah. was kind of hard to figure the, out what the, the timeline the, was. With the Like the the Secret Clearance Council. The special, the special yeah. committee yeah. that they tried to make, to try to take away his clearance. Yeah. So apparently, um, the director, Christopher said, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he actually commented before the movie released, saying that the black and white scenes were more factual and objective, hmm. right? So basically, a little more historical base. Hmm. Um, from I guess a different perspective. Some people argue that it's from Lewis Strauss' perspective. Um, perspective perspective but the colored scenes were from Oppenheimer's perspective oh know, which, was, which was more like a more like a subjective you know and they took a little more liberties in the in the in the colored scenes versus the black and white scenes hmm one thing I didn't understand about Louis Strauss was he a scientist as well no he wasn't so he was essentially they, they say um, he was a high-ranking member of the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission. Yes. And I'm like, that's given scientists. Like, wh- what are you doing if you're not a scientist? Exactly. He wasn't. He was apparently a trustee for the Institute of Advanced Study. So it was his responsibility to get scientists to study on the nuclear program. Right? So he was, he was like, like a recruiter. A, yes. He was like a curator of scientists, if that makes for sense. For the Manhattan Project. For the United States government. Oh. Um, and his, I think his involvement came after Man- the Manhattan Project. But right? that's so kind of af- weird. How do you curate scientists if you're not a scientist? What do you know makes a good scientist? That's why no one respected him. Oh. Oh. Just because so, of that. Yo, yo. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I do want to talk about that whole thing where Oppenheimer kind of humiliated him about isotopes. Before we get there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. That's- yeah. Yes, yes, we'll get there. <laughs> but let's talk about the conversation he first had with Einstein, right? So when I saw that they had a depiction of Albert Einstein, I got, like, giddish. I was yeah, excited. I got really excited. It's like, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a movie about Albert Einstein. I know there's probably, I know there's definitely plenty where mm-hmm. he actually has dialogue, you know what exactly. I mean? And I like the fact that he isn't the main character because that gives him a sort of, like, reverence in the movie. Everyone exactly. goes like, oh, my God, that's freaking Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's the theory of relativity. That's why all this, all the fundamentals that this movie was built on, Einstein discovered, like, 30 years earlier. Okay. So, yeah. All right, continue. So, 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 <laughs> so, so yeah, when so him and Einstein, right? So when... So in the black and white scene, so current time, objective sign, right? Einstein and Oppenheimer were having a conversation. Oh, they're having a conversation by that pond. By the pond. And we can't hear it. Yeah, the viewer can't hear it. Said. And we just see Strauss, right, in the room looking at Einstein and watching him talk. Mm-hmm. So then Oppenheimer talks to him briefly. Strauss walk out, says hi to Einstein. Einstein completely ignores him and walks away. Yeah, he gives him the cold shoulder. So he gives him the cold shoulder. 
and Oppenheimer doesn't explain what they talked about. Mm-hmm. So from there, that man was like scorn, right? He what does your upset. shirt say? It says uh, I heart math. Oh, that's appropriate. Yeah, it is appropriate. Oppenheimer didn't like math. <laughs> Just he like Einstein. Math. Yeah, no, you're right. They were very good at it, but no, that wasn't the computational part wasn't his favorite part. It was yeah. the theory. I heard that Einstein got bad grades in math for a while when he was younger. Hmm. I believe it. Well, that's a good shirt you're wearing, though. <laughs> yeah, I heard. But yeah, yeah, I think that did sour uh, Louis Strauss to Oppenheimer even more because he's like, what are you saying to him? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I would I'll put this up away, too. It's like, did you turn him against me? Exactly. So. And, and and the reason being is because, like you said, how can someone curate and find sciences for this advanced research institute, right? Um for advanced study institute, but you're not a scientist yourself. You're not. You know what I mean? Even and, and when we think about um when we think about what was Matt Damon's character's name? His name was Leslie something. Yeah, he was uh he Leslie was Groves. Leslie Groves. Yep, yep, Leslie He Groves. went to MIT. He did. He was an engineer from MIT, which I was like, that's freaking dope. Yeah. That was like my dream school as soon as I heard about it. You know what I mean? Like Matt Damon was uh, looking kinda hefty. He was looking like Fat Damon in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well he was he was playing the older general. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. he had to he had to fit into the role. Yeah. He had to fit into the role. But what I thought was most interesting about the beginning though, right? Is that Oppenheimer was kind of a pimp. Listen. This man ain't have no, like, legitimate relationship with women. He was always stealing somebody's wife or mm-hmm. cheating on his. Like, let me see. He he slept with his friend's wife. Yeah. He. That he met at the party, you mean? It, it, uh, I don't remember at the end of the movie, there was this woman that he was kind of flirting with. Oh, oh, oh. After I he do was already that. married to Kitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he was married to Kitty. It's not confirmed. But it's heavily implied that he slept he imp- with his friend's w- wife, and then they stopped the, talking. Remember, it was like if someone was like, "Oh, I got the end of the movie during a trial." It was like, "Oh yeah, like he goes talk bad about you because he slept with because you he think you slept with your wife." He was like, "He never found out about that." Yeah, that, yeah, and that was gangster. That yeah, was gangster. yeah. This uh, <laughs> apparently, listen, I kind of get it though. You, I look at pictures of Oppenheimer. He wasn't bad looking. He wasn't a bad no, looking man. Um, and I imagine that. He kind of had a sort of charisma to him, you know, and plus he's a genius. So I can yeah. kind of see women be like, hmm, let me try this out. Let me, I can see it. But it's like, dang, like you were sleeping with Gene Tatlock and he was played by Florence Pugh. And I have to say, I'm so tired of Florence Pugh. That woman's in everything nowadays. Like, Is she? I, I couldn't recognize her much. What was this? What's... Oh, okay. Midsummer, um, mm. the Black Widow movie. She was a uh, Black Widow sister. Oh, I never seen either one of those. Oh, really? I skipped the Black Widow movie. Um, let me see what have you seen? Don't worry, darling. Mm-mm. We should go through a list and watch at least watch the movie for reference. I've cause. seen all the movies. I've seen all the movies <laughs> yeah. that I'm listing. Um, mm-hmm. she's in. I, I haven't. Seen. She's in the newest Dune movie. She's in that too. Mm, okay. Okay. And now she's in this. It's like every time I turn around, Florence Pugh is in something, and mm. I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, not not to have anything against her, but it's like, goddamn, like, I can't she's escape a, Florence Pugh. She's a, she's a, uh, I thought she was a good actor. She's good looking, so. Yeah, of course, that's, that's why people like her, and she always got her tits out. Like, mm. th- that is not the first time I've seen Florence Pugh titties. But, um, yeah, yeah, he, he gets, listen, he, 
they called him a he womanizer. He has chemistry with a lot of yes. with a lot of girls. <laughs> they they called him a womanizer and one of the biggest things against him is that like a uh, um Jean Jean Tatlock, right? She was affiliated with the Communist Party. She was. And he right? liked commie women. He liked commie he, women. He did. That was his that was his thing. What his philosophy was and essentially that he he liked exploring different political ideas right he he even explained that when he had like a a session to utilize the unionize unionize the teachers and the uh the grad students at the university of california right his his thing was if i'm a, to study the fringe of theory for science and physics why should we also study the fringe of politics you know and at that time Communism was the hot thing for like super left like idealism. I think he was a communist. This all seems a little bit too co coincidental. Your side piece was a communist. Your wife was a mm -hmm. communist. Your brother was a That's communist. Like mm -hmm. you had, didn't he? Um, in the Manhattan Project, didn't he? Like, no, no, not that. Um, he had students who were communists, and like, yeah. he. Uh, I'm not saying birds of a feather flock together because I feel like, you know, the people you hang out with, you can be very different from them. But I'm like, come on now. Like, I feel like you, you, you're a little bit of a communist, but. Yeah, I, I feel like he wasn't, even if he wasn't a communist himself, he was a sympathizer. Mm. Right. And I think that he basically underestimated the, because once again, the dude, he's a genius, right? He knows that what he's studying and even like, like when 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 nuclear fission, right? And that's the separation of atoms. When nuclear fission, so that's when an atom, a single atom, splits. Yes. Okay. Not, yes. That's when, that's when a nucleus of an atom splits, right? And they and they they tested in the lab. I think Germany found it first, maybe somewhere. I forgot. Came out an article that fission was possible, and as soon as they came out with it's possible, they knew that that means that a bomb could be made. Okay. Right? They said that um. Yeah, in December of 1938, nuclear fission is discovered. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know who discovered it first. That was, okay, they said that, Um, yeah, so, that's what I was wondering, too. They said that nuclear fission has been discovered, but I don't remember, if it was it discovered by the Russians or by the Nazi party? It was discovered either by someone we didn't want to find first. Yeah, That's because I'm like, the whole the whole sort of arms race to get the bomb done started from this, from learning started that, from that nuclear from learning fission. That so it's like, but possible. who had it? Like who, you know what I mean? It, they just tested in a lab, right? There's a way to use lasers or something like that. And the way the laser refracts, it tells you that like a particle separated from the bunch or something like that. There was some sort of test that they was able to figure out. Um, I'll probably goof that up so any real physicists can just make fun of me later okay they said the uh, nuclear fission was discovered in december 1938 by chemists otto hahn and fritz Straussman. and hmm. yeah hmm. and a few other people but i don't know who these people they said that it was at the kaiser wilhelm institute for chemistry in berlin oh okay yeah, so it was in Berlin, so it was in Germany. Oh, Wikipedia, y'all. They reported their findings by mail, who a few months later, okay. 
Okay, so the Nazis aren't the one who discovered it. No, no. Okay, no, they that's won't. what I thought. So, so this was this was still the rise of the Nazi Party. Okay, right towards the, the late thirties, right? So before they took him to power. Um, Pause for one second. I got to charge my laptop. Okay. Uh, All right, checking yes. in. Yes, actually, um, I'll take that back. Nazis did rule Germany in nineteen thirty-eight. Okay. They were in power, but I think. Oh, was, so that's why it was a big deal. If scientists yes. in Berlin. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, okay. they were in power. My bad. Yeah. They were in power apparently from. Uh, Listen, from we gave y'all, we gave y'all the disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's fine. We're like we said. We 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 uh we fact check here. Mm-hmm. Where we just we're going up and fact check. But yeah, so from 1933 to 1945. Okay, so I totally get how if you find out that nuclear fission <laughs> has been discovered in Berlin, it's like oh that we got to get on it. Like we got to start yes. making our own things because the, the Nazis, you know, the Nazis going Nazi. <laughs> the Nazis are going to Nazi. The Nazis going yo. Nazi. They are some they, hateful people. Yes, they don't they don't care, yo. Like yeah. they would just bombed um I'm about to say indiscriminatorily, but they would have bombed very discriminatorily. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so when that happened and they realized that a bomb could be made, that's like you said, that's what started the arms race. And that's what started um basically the the Secret Service or not the Secret Service. The, the Secret started, Projects. The Secret Manhattan Project to start. Mm-hmm. So what I was getting at with Oppenheimer and his communist affiliation, I think it was a part ego and part naivety that thought that he can have friends and literally sleep with communists, but still work on a top secret American project. Why do you think ego has to do with it? How would you think something like that would stroke his ego? Well, ego as in he's untouchable. Nothing he does, nothing he does in his private life matters to his work. Oh, so he That's doesn't he doesn't live by the rules of everyone else because he's Oppenheimer. He's a genius. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, he fucked around and found out. He found out, right? And that's why as soon as he started working on a project, they start having spies outside his house. They start tapping his phones whenever he 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 handed out with Gene Tatlock, you know, like they started actually looking into him because the risk was even though Russia at this time was our ally, right? Russia was uh, um, was our ally in World War II. They were communists, mm-hmm. you know? And they were afraid that if you're, like, loyal to communists, you could give this weapon to Russia. And we, did, like, we was at war with Germany, but we only trust Russia as far as we could throw them. Mm-hmm. And Russia too big to throw. Let's just say that. And look at them now. Wow. Yeah, and, and and to be honest with you, this whole start of the whole race of the nuclear war, right? It's kicked off the Cold War, the mm-hmm. longest war you can argue in American history that lasted like forty years. Forty years. It wasn't like like an arms race, right? Yeah. And that's basically from the end, from like people say the Cold War started as soon as they dropped the bomb until the Berlin Wall fell in like 1990s, mm. right? So like 40 to 50 years of just us racing to build as much nuclear weapons as possible and just waiting to hit the, waiting for a mutually deter, like it says mutually assured or totally, it's like totally mutual destruction or something like that. Basically if I hit Total the bomb- Total mutual destruction? So they both mm- want to completely destroy each other? No. That was the deterrent. Amer- like basically, America and Russia now, even back in the in the 40s and 50s and the 60s, when they got became a nuclear power, 
it was basically like if you buy if you hit us with a nuke, we could hit you with a nuke, and everything is to be destroyed. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is a very tense time period in history, and I think the movie did a really good job of um, capturing that. Capturing it, yeah, and and I think they uh, they showed um, the building of the men of the Manhattan Project and go, them going to um, Los Alamos, mm-hmm. New Mexico. Does that mean the Alamo? Probably, I guess. I don't know. I'm like Los you know, Alamos. I, I'm like I could really see my my birthday, Mary. <laughs> Your name How and age. I was like Los Alamo. I was like, is that the Alamo? It's like, no, the Alamo is like what in Texas somewhere. Yeah, but it's also Los Alamos, so the Alamos. Yeah, know. what does that and mean? New Mexico. Google. How did you Google? <laughs> I'm not doing that. But um. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I thought that was awesome, right? Yeah, but my went... thing is, it—they it, need to get their shit together from the very beginning and figure out these sort of clearances. Because when I found when they said in the movie that Oppenheimer was giving the scientists' wives jobs, <laughs> I'm like, what? Where's the confidentiality? You can't just yeah. have housewives working on sensitive information like this. Sensitive, like yeah life or death information like this. So I understand why yeah. Oppenheimer got his quote unquote hearing because it's like, dog, like you literally, there's just so many people coming onto the project. Like I remember yep. this one scene, Leslie Groves told this man, I don't know his name. There's like 50 billion people in this cast, y'all. There's so many white men in this movie. <laughs> but pretty much it was the man that Oppenheimer used to teach with before the Manhattan Project started. He was the one who told Oppenheimer, hey, don't politicize the classroom. Mm, I remember that guy. Yep, yep, yep. To later on find out that he was also as political as Oppenheimer. He just kind of, he was like an he was like a, an Aaron Burr. He didn't make it public. You know, he kind of oh, kept it to himself. Because okay. remember, it to, yeah. yeah, he was like, you don't think I'm this, you know, you don't think I feel the same way about, sh- the same way you do, but if you put it out here, People are going to get you. You have to have discretion about these sort get of things. Get that discretion, yeah. So, yeah, Leslie Groves told him pretty much to not reveal too much to every to everybody who was in the Manhattan Project. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what, but he went on and did that exact same thing. It's like they had no regard for the military aspect of the Manhattan Project. And I feel like there was, like, a weird tension between the scientists and the military men. Because remember at one point, I think it was Teller, he's the one who who – um proposed a hydrogen bomb right yeah yep yep he did i call him eyeliner because a man looks like he has on like five layers of eyeliner (laughs) (laughs) you know the dude with the accent dark hair and like yep yep so he told oppenheimer at one point he was like you're a politician now you're not even a scientist yeah so i do feel like i'm like y'all was kind of walling um in los alamos because it's like there was no discretion like sensitive information so when Later on in the movie, when Strauss was like, there was a spy in Los Alamos, I was like, there definitely was a spy, probably multiple like, spies. Like there, there were. There were multiple spies there. And mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is that this was probably, thinking about it, right? Obviously, America has always have secrets, right? Every country has secrets. And you have to make sure that um, there's a clearance process that was established. But this is probably the it most- wasn't. It wasn't. No, I'm saying it was it was no, established I, softly, right? Okay, but I'm, I'm yeah. saying this situation. I don't think they understood the gravity of it when they started exactly. it and how tight yep. they had to be. 
you know exactly how tight they had to be right yeah. and i think also they had they had to trust everyone because they're trying to beat the nazis to building a bomb mm-hmm. and beat russia to building a bomb mm-hmm. they wanted to be the first mm-hmm. and if they weren't the first most likely we won't be speaking english right now mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like we would we would be speaking a different language right now i can't tell you that if, if we weren't the first ones to drop it yeah so at least the first one to build it okay where are we in the movie now plot wise we're at so the so right now we're at we're at we're near los alamos los 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 you say it los alamos <laughs> yes they're in los alamos new mexico and essentially the rest of the the rest of the this part of the movie they're just building the bomb mm-hmm. right and um when they actually get it when they actually get the bomb itself you know it's a that scene with them actually building the tower so i guess before that right one they built two bombs little boy and fat man yes technically they bought they built three three they oh, built the one little that they boy, tested Yep. So Trinity. So the one they tested Trinity, was called Trinity. Yeah. Yep. You know it. Well, continue what you're saying. Then I'll say something else. No, you can go for it. I thought it was interesting that they named the bomb they tested Trinity. They said, you know, the three person Godhead, and then the testing almost didn't go off in time because there was extremely heavy rainfall. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. I kind of saw that as like a forewarning of God saying, no, you guys shouldn't be good doing this. You know what I mean? But yeah. instead you went ahead against the will of God. And now you have this Oppenheimer has this blood on his the hands, pop- as he calls it. Yeah. But also they said that he stole the power from the gods. Mm-hmm. And, and actually this movie is based off a book. Right. And that book is called um, the book is called American Prometheus. The Triumph and Tragedy uh, of J. I did Robert see that at Oppenheim. the credit. I did see at the credit. He's like, yeah, based off the novel American Prometheus. I did see that at the credit. And Prometheus, if you remember um, from the mythology, right, he actually stole fire from the gods and brought it to mankind, right? So that's where the, the basis of the, the book title was. But, like, yeah, I agree. Them, like them pouring down, raining, and having to push back the test date, right? Um, or at least push back a few hours. Uh, I think that's all, like, premonition that yeah. the power that you have that you unlocked is not meant for men to have it's not meant for men to have and now that you have this power you know Oppenheimer that Sanskrit phrase come to mind from the the Bhagavad Gita mm-hmm. now have become death the destroyer of worlds because it's like you are no longer a man because you possess yeah. this power now you have become death the destroyer of worlds and I thought that was kind of interesting you know and the same thing you know what I heard? I was watching um, this is um, this channel on YouTube called the Infographic Show, hmm. and apparently, when um, the Enola Gay, that is that's the plane, the B twenty nine. Yes, that's the plane that dropped. What was it? Uh, little boy that dropped the first little bomb. It dropped the little boy. Yep. Dropped the yep. little boy. I- Supposedly. Um, the first target for Little Boy was like a, a sort of like military manufacturing building mm-hmm. in Hiroshima, but because of all the immense cloud, no, I may be getting this wrong, but the intended target, um, originally, the 
the bomb couldn't be dropped on the target because there was so much cloud cover during that time mm-hmm. when the U.S. wanted to bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So mm-hmm. it was like the cloud cover literally stopped them from bombing when they wanted to bomb. And it also seemed like another thing where, like, God is stepping in, you know what I mean, and, like, trying yeah. to, like... So I thought that was interesting. But no, actually, I remember I remember hearing about that, too, that they almost aborted the whole mission. Yeah. Like, the last minute... They they dropped it. They found something. You know? Yeah, they were running low on gas. They said they were circling, and then Nola gave mm-hmm. for like forty five minutes, and yep. they had to they had to make a decision. Yep, and they decided to drop it. Yeah. So, um, for the the test, the Trinity test that they actually pulled off and everything, right? Um, that was a real bomb they set off in the movie. Not a nuclear. Oh. But, they, but they send off an act. They set an actual bomb. That was not CGI. That was an actual bomb that they the dropped ambition. from the tower. Yes, and sent it off and recorded it. To be honest with you, I was kind of disappointed it was muted. I was a little disappointed. Okay, that you mean no that sound. first? Yeah, with the, the bo- with the blaring the, white light comes and it's like mute yes. for a second. Yeah, and then, like I wanted, I wanted to mute, right? Like just silent, and then I just wanted to. Was the, you wanted like a swell? Sh- I wanted the shock wave to come and like. Fill it in my chest when I sat. You in wanted the seat, your eardrums you know? to burst, huh? It's it's like once again, like like I like I help build fighter jets for a living, right? So like whenever that afterburner, so the thrust that you that you go and you feel it, it's like ah, you feel it in your heart at the. You said it like that. You like said your nether regions during the bar. Nether, so. yeah, your nether regions, right? And that's what I wanted, but yeah. it was just silent. But it was beautiful. I was it on was the edge beautiful. of my seat during that countdown. Yo, it was, I, I could. It was, I was actually surprised how like nervous I was. I was like biting my nails, like, "Oh, this is about to happen." Yeah, and the Trinity was dropped on July sixteenth, nineteen forty-five. You thought it was beautiful. They, I well, I thought just the, the the imagery, the imagery was of it was beautiful. Just how the way it looked, beautiful and chaos. The, the huge fire. ball of fire. <laughs> yeah, Are you deaf? Kinda... Have you become deaf as well <laughs> watching this movie? <laughs> Basically, just I don't know. It just look looks it looks crazy. And and they said that the mountain that the mushroom cloud raised higher than Mount Everest. That's how big that bomb was. Right? That makes me very raised, sad. Yeah, it does. Right. It just like higher than Mount Everest. And the, the, the thing about also this theory, right, they had all these calculations of how to build a bomb faster. And like you said, they talked about building the bomb should it be out of plutonium should it be after uranium 235 should be made after hydrogen yeah okay 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 well continue your thought then i'm a i'm a uh, double back to that okay so then when they when they went and did the calculations and oppenheimer actually found einstein and showed him that they were afraid so when the basically when the the nuclear reaction happens in the explosion happens right Basically, you have like a nucleus of an atom, right? So you have the center of the atom and you have all the electrons around the atom, right? And with the explosion, basically electrons, uh, the, the nucleus of the atom spread, like it like expands and then they go and basically make another cluster and expand and make another cluster. And that chain reaction Sounds happens. Sounds like cancer. Well, it just, well. You talk about how cells expanded. Oh, see, I don't know nothing about nothing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it's just it causes a chain reaction, right. and that's what makes the the blast more and more powerful. And they did the theory in the math, and he said that you could generate a chain reaction 
that actually active like actively reacts with the atmosphere and destroys the entire world and destroys the entire to set the atmosphere across the entire world on fire and they sat there and it was like there's a possibility that we can literally destroy <laughs> the world on this test not when we drop it on adversaries anvers- yeah. this test we could turn it off the explosion starts and never stops and that got me like my god Hold on for one that's second. terrifying my yeah. god that yeah. is terrifying i don't think i got that in the theater because i don't understand things without subtitles but <laughs> when i yeah. went back to kind of uh review the movie and i saw that i was like oh that's what he was talking to einstein about in the woods yes yeah he just showed him and i thought it was like a g right he just showed him a hand calculation like yeah just slid him a piece of paper like we're not talking about the fate of humanity and the thing is right the thing is he was right oppenheimer was right the chain reaction of that bomb going off right it didn't it didn't engulf the atmosphere right but that chain reaction to build bigger and more complicated and more heavy and more thermonuclear weapons is going to ultimately, I believe, going to destroy the world. And that chain reaction is going to eventually destroy the world. We're humans. Womp, womp, womp. Right? We are. Right? Eventually, it's going to... What do you say? Womp, womp, womp. You know, you disagree? <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you, though. We're... Oh, yeah. This is it. We, we done fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you know? Exactly. We won right. the, the battle, but did we win the war? <laughs> we lost the war, like... yeah. Maybe so, maybe like a hundred years or so. It just takes one madman with a with a button, you know, with a football. Yeah. So my thing is, why was why was Oppenheimer so against the hydrogen bomb? So he was against the hydrogen bomb because it was just too powerful. I think, right? I mean, this was this is what got me. What kind of frustrated me in the whole process when so they showed a black and white scene where Strauss and Oppenheimer and a bunch of other scientists are talking about target potential. And they're picking they're when they're at pick that cities. dinner. When at that dinner, yes, okay. they're trying to pick a city, and they're like, "That city is too small," meaning that they was going to wipe the city off the map. And he said, "A hydrogen bomb will be too powerful, and would wipe the city off. It would basically, it was too much." What, what, they, would, they were talking about. I remember they were like, um, "They didn't want to bomb Kyoto because uh, the historical significance was that city or was it Kyushu?" Well, they were. They, that was a different scene too, right? They were oh. trying to identify it. But they just had a map they were going around okay. and Oppenheimer didn't want to use a hydrogen bomb because he thought basically it was just too much. It was it was the, the power of it was just too much. Because right? how the way that it was I don't know if it was Strauss or if it was let me see if I can find this man's name during that the the clearance sort of trial. What was the, the man? Tr- clearance trial. Yeah. Oh, that was uh the, the main guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, he's on uh, Winning Time. What's his name? He, yeah, he's on Winning Time. His name is uh Roger Rob. Roger Rob. Rob. He was the main interrogator, and his name is Jason Clark. He plays on Winning Time, like you said. Roger. That's Rob. the actor's name, Jason Clark. Yes, the the the, the guy's name in a movie. He, he was portraying Roger Rob. Roger Rob. Okay, Roger Rob made it seem like that. The only reason why Oppenheimer didn't want to use the hydrogen bomb was because he didn't think of it first and that he, Mm. you know, he thought of the atomic bomb 
Yeah. And that's how I saw it. Like, he didn't want to work with the hydrogen bomb because he wouldn't get the glory of that idea. So he didn't want to do it. But am I seeing that wrong or? Because um. I thought they would want something more powerful. So I'm like, I thought I thought that was going to happen. I thought eventually they'll be like, oh, Forget that yeah. atomic bomb. We're going to go with a hydrogen bomb. They said a hydrogen bomb could be up to a thousand times more powerful than an atomic bomb. Oh, so Jesus. a hydrogen bomb and atomic bomb are both types of nuclear weapons. Okay. But their two devices are different from each other, right? It says in a nutshell, an atomic bomb is a fission device, while a hydrogen bomb uses fission to power a fusion reaction. In other words, an atomic bomb can be used as a trigger for a hydrogen right. bomb. Right. Oh, so that's freaking crazy. Yes. It's it's like the gunpowder is the atomic the bomb for a bigger yes. that's <laughs> Yo, it's yo, it's so scary out here, y'all. <laughs> yo, yes. we need like the UN to make a worldwide peace treaty that we we can't do this no more. It's not worth it cuz They did. They did. They did a worldwide peace treaty to stop even nuclear testing because they were testing like after this like in the 50s and 60s. They were just testing bombs in like Willy random nilly. places from 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 uh, Kazakhstan to like this beautiful island off the coast of Asia to like they were testing bombs in like and what environmental of, impact is that having on the environment that, too? Like, that's, that's what crazy. that's why they that's why they stopped it, right? They said that they dropped one bomb that was so big in Kazakhstan that you can look you can see it from like two thousand kilometers away or something like that, mm. right? It would just they, they they signed a treaty to basically stop testing it. I think in maybe the fifties or the sixties. Okay, so I, did. I did hear that Oppenheimer was a part of that too, trying to yes, he, pretty he much come up to... with ethical ways to use these weapons of severe mass destruction. Yeah, he was trying to gear America from turning from nuclear weapons to nuclear energy, right? Nuclear power plants, right? And a lot of our energy right now would run on nuclear energy. Right, and not necessarily just for destruction, for degeneration, you know. So, yeah, after after uh, after the bomb Trinity was successful, right? Um, oh, let, let's 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 talk about some lighter topics in the movie. Uh, okay, I, I don't know what, but um, I was just thinking about um, <laughs> uh, why do you think that uh. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna sound crazy, but why do you think his wife, uh, what's her name? They called her Kitty. Why do you think she was an yeah, alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's hilarious. Remember that that scene where uh, he came home and like the baby was just crying. He's like, mm -hmm. "Go to the baby. I've been going to her all day, all day." <laughs> but I and get he just it, took though. it and dropped it off at his uh his his uh, his British communist friend's house to watch him for like a little see bit, you're you know indoctrinating I mean? your children to be communists as well <laughs> oppenheimer exactly. was a communist it's okay it's okay <laughs> but um yeah i don't know they didn't really explain that much mm. they just explained that she was just troubled and their relationship was terrible and he cheated on each other but at the end she still rode for him she and cheated like, on him no, he well, I'm, he, cheated I, he, cheated on, he cheated on her. Yeah, and all she and what she did by the time it was in Los Alamos was just have what another kid or two, I guess. I think he likes um depressed women because Gene Tatlock took her own life. Yeah, and he was depressed himself, probably right. He yeah, was, they said least, yeah. he was haunted 
That's a better. That's probably a better. No, term. but before even the bombings began, they said that he dealt with depression and anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a lot. Like I said, you're poisoning your teachers and strangling your friends, and that's not normal. And building nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing normal about you. Yeah. Nothing normal about you. Yeah. How do you think? How do you think about the scientist? So a lot of the scientists he he recruited was uh, Jewish, right? And the reason a lot of people say the reason why we was able to beat Nazi, the Nazis from building the atomic weapon was because of anti-Semitism. That because of anti-Semitism. Yes, because Hitler. No, 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 no. Oh. Because Hitler didn't want originally Jews to work on his projects, so he lost on that talent. See what you get for being for being hateful. You literally shoot yourself in the foot. Yes, you're so fucking stupid. Like exactly right and. And um, basically, the, the, the top, but one of his top scientists, Heisenberg, I think he might have been, he may or may not be Jewish. I don't know. I heard, yeah. But, Heisenberg, Heisenberg, see, it sounds German to me. So I'm not sure. German. Yeah. I said I'm not, Jewish, but yeah, he's Jewish. It's like, I'm not sure who's, because Oppenheimer said, I, I don't know. Listen, I was like, that sounds German. Like, it, it, yeah. I, I originally thought he was from Germany, and I realized he was, he was a, a Jewish kid from New York. But um, yeah, Heisenberg was working with the Nazis, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was working for the Nazis. He was okay. Warner Heisenberg. Um, let's see. Was yeah, a he German was a... theoretical physicist and one of the main mm-hmm. pioneers of the theory of quantum mechanics. Yes, yes, he was. And Oppenheimer actually studied with him. In Germany, he at least went to one of his lectures at the movie. So, too. Did, did he ever work with the Nazis? Did we make that up? No, he did. He did. Heisenberg did work for the Nazis. And then he so Oppenheimer, no, he just was. He just worked for the Nazis. He didn't turn into nobody. They just didn't win. So why was Oppenheimer and him working together? They were cool. No, beforehand, before he returned, he went with the Nazis. When he went, when he was over <laughs> in Europe, that's so before. awkward. We're working together, and a few years later, you're a part of the Nazi party. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you log on to Facebook and see that like some of your friends from high schools are now Trump supporters. It's like, dang, <laughs> we ate lunch <laughs> together every day. <laughs> we ate lunch together, yeah. But uh, uh, Trump supporters of Nazi party, not equal, but is the, the same. Uh, I get, yeah, I get it's, different. it's different. It's <laughs> different. It's different. But um, yeah. So what? How do you think? Right? Do you think if you were in that position, if you was in Oppenheimer's position or one of the scientists, right, that you could work on this project, and would that go against your ethics? How would you? How would you justify the ethics of that? Listen, I, I think it it will definitely definitely have a heavy a heavy burden on my mm-hmm. morality but i think i still work on a project as well because just being a part of something that big and working on something that will literally be the the culmination of everything that i worked for and everything that i studied i think i would do it too okay especially so since it's not something that has been done before, so I don't fully, I realize it, but it's a little different knowing the impact of something and seeing the impact of something, really seeing it. 
Yeah. So I, I honestly, I can't say that I'm such on a moral high ground that I would have been like, no. I feel like I would have kept. I feel like I would have kept going. Lord forgive me, honestly. So would have I, yeah. right? And and I think the ambition part of it is true, but also at the same time, someone else would have did it, right? Like Germany or Russia or someone else, would they be able to come up with this nuclear weapon faster? And that would have been devastating for our national security, right? So because of that, I think that's what would have motivated me is the competition of it, right? Like the life or death competition that if we don't do this, our enemies will, you know? So what um, I heard was um, in the movie, they said that after Hitler uh, surrendered, because he didn't, we didn't kill, he killed himself, right? Hitler killed himself before we dropped the bomb, yes. Okay. So they pretty much, people, they kind of said in the movie that the bomb was kind of irrelevant now because they're like, you know, Hitler's gone. You know, mm -hmm. they lost. But I've been trying to figure out in videos how Japan became such, like, a major threat. You know, how do we... They were. So, so Japan, Germany, I think Italy, right? There was a few. It was a whole world war. And Japan was a major threat. Obviously, yeah, they bombed. I heard they did atrocities in China. They were trying yep. to really, ex ex like take over the entire pacific yeah and they bombed pearl harbor they did bomb pearl harbor but even okay so after hitler died that's when they bombed pearl harbor no i think so i think it was because when did when did hitler die because pearl harbor was uh, 1941 i want to say let me see when did hitler die in 40 he died in 45 Pearl Harbor was attacked because we were even in the world the war before Pearl Harbor. Okay. Pearl Harbor was this December seventh, nineteen forty one. So we weren't even in the war until before that. So Pearl Hold Harbor on. happened, and that's oh, that's what got us in right because we were yeah. neutral. We were neutral. Yeah, we were minding our business. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm still trying to figure out what Japan was trying to gain because they they were just so relentless. Like they were trying to take over the road, like the same thing with Germany. They were trying. The the, the goal was to take over the road. Right, and they probably would. They probably would have did it. It's you just, know? it's just crazy. It's just crazy because, like you know, well, speaking of Pearl Harbor, I heard that there was this this man who was uh he was an ambassador in Japan during you know all the tension and everything, and he overheard that Japan was gonna bomb Pearl Harbor. And he mm -hmm. sent a wire straight to the U.S., but they didn't yep. do anything about it. They said, no, that's not plausible. If they were going to yep. attack, they would have attacked, um, where is it, in the Philippines. Yep. And somewhere else where the, the states had, they, like, a footing. A warning. Yeah, they said they said that they had a uh, – I remember. And that was the first the warning. There were multiple warnings afterwards. Multiple warnings, yeah. Even they saw the buggies, and they thought, oh, that must be birds. They can't mm. possibly be 130-something planes coming up to attack us, and then they attacked them. And you know the thing about it? There was this one man. I don't know what he did, but he – I think that was the one who disregarded the, the planes and thought it was like – like you said, mm -hmm. what you just said. I think yeah. it was two of them who did that. And literally, the government placed the blame on them this entire time. And they would not exonerate them for this. Like Biden didn't do it. Obama didn't do it. Trump didn't do it. Like none of the presidents do it. They're still seen as the two people responsible for 
not warning people about the Pearl Harbor bombings, even though they knew about it. They said like 11 months before it even happened, the mm. I think the, the ambassador in Japan sent that wire to the president. So mm. it's literally crazy. No, but, I, I agree. But not to I get, agree. you know, when I think about like the the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it's like I understand that like um, you know after the bombing of Pearl Harbor's Americans wanted blood, you know, but do you? I see a few arguments that kind of were brought up about what we could have done instead. Had and one of them I heard I think it was kind of a good idea maybe having like a demonstration bombed dropped on an uninhibited island to really show the Japanese the power that we possessed because a lot of people were saying that okay yes we gave Japan a warning about this this huge all consuming apocalyptic power that we have they, but they, they dropped, didn't know um, huh they dropped like little like pamphlets or so they gave them out like they dropped them from the sky warning people to evacuate the cities before they dropped it but I think even before even before that they also told people too yep but they were saying that they don't think that was an adequate enough warning because people they have never they had no real concept of what an atomic bomb was. I know, but also this is it's it's war, so it's war. we're not gonna we're not gonna you know what I mean? It's it's war, and, and that's one of like, that's one of the you it's know an ugly thing. Yeah, you know? it's war, but they said yeah you could have dropped the demonstration bomb on an uninhibited island. An island. They so said only th yeah you keep going. Only, only thing I would say against that. Right, is that uh, um, Hiroshima was a demonstration bomb, Mary, and they still didn't surrender. They still right. didn't surrender. Three days later, <laughs> I that's why I'm like it's on both sides because I'm like, it killed. I think I think Hiroshima killed like seventy thousand people died immediately from the bomb, and mm -hmm. then like I think like another. Oh, don't give me the line. I think Forty or fifty. Died. I got one hundred twenty-nine thousand afterwards. Yeah, from radiation and, from and radiation. You know what I mean? It's just like if you care about your people, why didn't you surrender? Like I understand that they are very prideful people. They'd rather fight than give up, like you know, their rights and everything at their home. But it's like all these people died—men, women, and children. But that's another thing too. People always also argue that why would you drop it on a densely populated city as opposed to a military base? Because Pearl Harbor was a military base, wasn't it? Pearl Harbor was in Hawaii, so it was a military base, but there were a lot of civilians who died. There was a lot of civilians who died in Pearl Harbor. There was a lot of nurses and doctors. It wasn't just only military personnel. Well, and nurses we and doctors, weren't they military nurses and doctors? Well, meaning like there were people like in the area that weren't a part of the Air Force. That's equivalent. I work on the Air Force base, right? Mm -hmm. That's equivalent mm -hmm. like someone go attack, you know what I mean, the Air Force base I work at. That's not... <laughs> like yeah. that's not war yeah that is know? true people do live in, in military bases yeah that is yeah true. like that is like true. you know that's yeah. not that's not war that's not war at all you like know, they we said weren't the, even involved the, at that time period you know yeah i heard that the justification the justification for hiroshima and nagasaki was because they had military significance because they had like these um what's it called these like military manufacturing facilities on the uh mm -hmm. on the cities but people are like there were other less populated military factoring facilities on other islands as well that like i said weren't as populated and they're saying that when we think about the toll the human life toll compared mm -hmm. to the damage that was done on their military supplies it was the scales are not balanced at all like yeah. it 
it, it's not proportionate. So it's like yeah. if your main goal was to um, disrupt the military, y'all didn't do that. It seemed like your goal was just to, to kill innocent people, you know? Yeah, it's once again, it's I'll, I'll bring it back. It's war. It's war. Yeah. Right. And and essentially the argument that I have always kind of went with and, and kind of grew up with. Right. Is that this action stopped the bloodiest war in Indefin- the history of the world. Definitely. That's, that's, the that is one thing. It stopped it. It stopped, it stopped it. it. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it sucks, you know, and like, um, literally you know, I saw, hopefully, hopefully never again, the, anyone has to drop another nuclear weapon. Hopefully never again. Right. Never. Right. Um, do you think but, the second bomb was overkill? The one on Nagasaki? I'm not, get, I'm not getting to all okay. that. I think, I think, uh, I, I don't know. Once All again, right, you want to go back talking about the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. one thing I, I I was watching this um this little like I don't I don't know maybe like a documentary and I seen like just like you know a picture of the bomb and how huge it was and it just I'm just like y'all really dropped this on human beings. No, it's it's it was it was a it's a devastating power, and when you think about like the human aspect of it like you said like they said that like they, when when after they dropped the after they dropped the bomb and they were celebrating Oppenheimer had flashes and when the people he mm. just heard the screams in his hair oh my and, god like, when he was with like, the students and you he heard that in, scream of a woman mm-hmm, yeah the scream and then like they showed one they said like the the, the heat was so hot that people's like skin would fall yeah. off their bones and you see the girl with the bones. skin just falling off just her fall skin. off yeah. her face you know horrific it's, it's it's horrific. It's horrific. Yeah. You know, like in my opinion, the people who died instantly in the in the blast zone were the people who didn't suffer. You know, we that was like if you're gonna get hit by a bomb, you want to just be out like that. Quick. But yeah. but people like people got cancer after that. You yeah. know, uh, it yeah. just just horrific, man. And yeah. I think uh, I think they did a really good job of showing in the movie at least how horrific it was. And Oppenheimer because. In in the trial, let's get back to the let's focus on the trial right now. Cause that was a large part. Oh, that drone was my thing is, how mm-hmm. is that possible? How how did that even happen? Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so the whole trial was about So it wasn't a trial, first off. It wasn't a trial. It wasn't a trial. Wasn't a but trial. my thing is, how can you act like a court of law and give all these ramifications when you're not acting like a court of law? Like you're not giving his lawyer proper documents you know you're just slipping mm-hmm. things in there you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like yeah it it, it it was it was it was a uh a witch hunt yeah right basically strauss what happened was like you said okay strauss let's talk about the the whole when, this, yeah the whole strauss the humiliation yep. yeah yeah yep. okay okay yeah so remember we talked about at the beginning of the podcast how strauss saw the Oppenheimer and and einstein was talking and he didn't he assumed that the scientist was against him mm-hmm Right. Later on, when they were at the scene, it was a black and white scene. They were sitting at the table and Strauss recommended using a hydrogen bomb. So you said black and white was Strauss's point of view? Yes. Was Strauss's point of view. Yes. The the more factual point of view. Right. Because that's all that stuff. All the conversations, I think, was uh, it actually happened. Actually happened. Yes. I think most of the movie actually happened, but they took some more liberties mm-hmm. on the opera highway's point of view. Yeah. Well, it makes anyway. sense because you're not there. You don't, you know, you got to flesh yeah, out exactly. the story. Yeah, exactly. So, so with Strauss, when they were sitting at the table and he suggested using the hydrogen, hydrogen bomb, 
Oppenheimer was like, no, there's no city big enough to drop a hydrogen bomb on. You know what I mean? And once again, the hydrogen bomb worked by setting off an atomic bomb first. It's crazy. And then the hydrogen that's, bomb. Yo, right? that's some crackhead <laughs> stuff, yo. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yo. All right. So, so. Who um, thinks of this stuff? Like, so he was, he was pissed off about that. He was embarrassed. But also, there was some other public thing. Yeah, that, yeah. About I, isotopes. That's all. I, it was something about isotopes. And he was saying, yeah. this a broken bottle could be an isotope. Like, he really just kind of shit it on Yeah, him, like. he, he, exactly. You know what I mean? He he basically said that he didn't, that, that your kung fu sucks, right? Like, you don't know what you're talking about, about science or whatever. Leave the science to the scientists. Your kung like fu that, right? sucks. You know what I mean? Is like, you know how, race? like, I, I got it from uh from one of my coworkers. Your all kung right. fu sucks. Yeah, he says a lot. <laughs> you know, but essentially he he dissed them in front of people years ago, and this man was so <laughs> upset. <laughs> this how this how petty people are, right? Yeah. Years ago, that he was upset and vindictive that he orchestrated a way to get Oppenheimer out of power by taking away his secret clearance, his okay. secret security clearance. Okay, so there was one point in the movie, right? They said mm-hmm. that one of the people he worked with in the Manhattan Project, one of the scientists, the Los Alamos suggested that they bring some of the information to Russia. Mm. Did I hear that right? Yeah, I think I forgot the and name. And Oppenheimer did name. not report it until he yes. made like a, a passing comment to one of the military men about it. Yes, yes. One of his his friend, the same friend his that friends. watched the baby. Yeah. Right. Um, He basically was like, yo, you know, Russia's in a war, too. You should basically help him out and build the bomb so we could beat Germany with his communist friend. I forgot. It started with an S. The guy's name, um, Chevalier. Chevalier, yes, yes, him. That was the he dude was, who was watching his kid. That was a yeah. He let Chevalier watch his kid when the wife was going crazy that one day. I don't think that a, was him, was it? Because I thought it was mm-hmm. someone who worked in the Manhattan Project. Chevalier didn't work at the Manhattan Project. No, so did no, Cheval- he didn't because he was a communist. But Chevalier was one of his closest friends, his close communist friends. So he is he is who. Uh, who suggested that he would leak information to Russia, right? Oh, snap. Um, and so yeah, so the the, the it, like I said, I think the 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 security hearing, the secret security hearing, right? Obviously, this dude works on nuclear energy and nuclear programs and nuclear weapons, so he needs a clearance. And if he doesn't have a clearance, he can't make policy. So Strauss wanted to get the man out of power. Policy you know? like and, what? Like nuclear policy, you know what I mean? Like how we should use nuclear weapons, how we should use oh, nuclear energy. You know what I mean? But just basically, like when you drop a weapon like that, you need to basically figure out policy to kind of govern how we operate. And um, yeah, so so Strauss was pissed off and he orchestrated this, this, this witch hunt that took a top interior, a top interrogator, that, uh, that Rob guy, um, who said his name was? His name was Roger Rob. Rob. Rob Roger special Rob. Special counsel, right? Roger Rob. Yes, appointed a special counsel by this guy who was literally like aggressive. And oh, they call it a private hearing. A okay, private hearing. Before okay. a personnel security board concerning Opp- yeah, Oppenheimer's Q clearance. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they just went and, and, and other scientists that Oppenheimer pissed off over the years testified against him and remember that one guy he wrote this whole letter how he said that he believes that he's a communist and he support the russian party and he gave evidence over and he made all these accusations who was the dude boris boar 
Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, um, yeah. I yes. the, the only thing I understood I, I kind of agreed with was when, um what's his name, Leslie Groves? Yep. When he asked him, he said, if the security measures that are placed, yep. that are in place today applied back then, would you, you know, still put Oppenheimer in the same position? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I wouldn't. But I, I, I did think it was fair. He was like, we didn't have those security measures exactly. beforehand. You know, they kind of threw this project together without mm-hmm. enough forethought. And there's consequences because of that. But that doesn't mean it all falls on Leslie Gross's shoulders, you know what I mean? Or all falls yep. on Oppenheimer's shoulders. Like, they've never done anything like this before. Exactly. But, um, yeah, that, that special hearing was crazy. And But I do like how... Oppenheimer's wife's kitty went about it. She kept saying to Oppenheimer, you're not fighting. You're literally sitting here trying to be a martyr. I guess to kind of like sort of relieve some of the guilt you feel about the bombings. Yep. And you have to fight. So it's like, okay, if this is not a courtroom, and if y'all can do everything y'all want to do that goes against the standard procedures in a courtroom – I can do what I can do, what I can do too as a witness. I can be a ba- I can be a um uncooperative witness. I can answer questions with the questions, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like this is not a courtroom, this is not a trial. Yep. So if this y'all can do what I can do it too, you know. Mm-hmm. So she really came through with a drunk ass. Yeah, she did. She did. And I think the interesting thing, right, to sum it all up, right, to to, to sum it all up, is that when. So he lost, obviously. The, 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 the yeah, his clearance was revoked. His clearance was revoked. The axe was against him or whatever. Um, and then he, like, died he, of lung cancer, I think, not too long later. He was a chain Not too smoker. long later. Yeah. No, it, um, no, it got him. It, it basically ruined his uh, – it ended his career. It destroyed him. Right? I heard that some of the scientists that said in the movie were, like, working on the railways or something like that. And, like, another person got exiled. Like, a lot of scientists – well, not a lot, but some scientists I heard in my head in Project – they were kind of tossed to the side afterwards too. Yeah, I, that's what that's what they said, right? They said, and and this is the this is the part that kind of makes it brings it full circle. So when Strauss he got nominated for a cabinet position, I forget which one. I think Secretary of Commerce, right? He got nominated by by to for a cabinet position, and he needed to get confirmed by Congress. So they had an investigation. You know, they do it for everyone who get confirmed and ask him a bunch of questions. And one of the most damning testimony that he had against him was a testimony about how he treated Oppenheimer <laughs> and how he basically used him and abused him and, and set up this special counsel because of a petty, vindictive, like... It was punitive. It was punitive. Yeah, yeah. it was, right? And because of that, he lost the vote for confirmation, 46 mm. to 49. And what brings it back full circle is that they showed back, they went back and showed what Oppenheimer said to Einstein. And what Oppenheimer, what Einstein said to Oppenheimer, what the conversation was, that they won't respect you, right? That they'll basically, they'll go and um, they'll, 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 they'll uh, hold you accountable for this, for this act, but then eventually they'll apologize. But they won't apologize for you, they'll apologize for them. And the same people that persecute you is gonna be there to shake your hand mm. and sure enough right they when they finally apologized yeah it wasn't for him it was for them yeah it was for to make him um uh the poster child mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah to say oh yeah this is our poster child yeah like oh we're so good you know what i mean to make them look good you know what I, yeah i agree yes. right saying. and they said that like you said right the the scientists who worked on that project 
the government just kind of used them. Thank you. Use them up. Now, and now go home. Listen, I remember that one scene. As soon as the bomb was created and the, and tested and the military came to take it away, Oppenheimer was talking to someone. and He, he was just telling them, you know, just, hey, you need to drop this from a certain height for it to be mm-hmm. effective. And he was like, with all due respect, I think we have it from here. And I, I literally looked at DQ. I was like, the nerve. I'm the one who built this thing. And you had to tell mm-hmm. me we got it from here. Do you even know what you're doing? I know the military is capable. There's a lot of incredible minds. But I'm a fucking my Oppenheimer. Like, I'm the one who made this. <laughs> and y'all no, literally, right. like, it's, you're hubris. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah it, no, but it, right. We used you, and we don't need you anymore. So now we're going to, you know, the, the security problems, clearances wasn't a problem. But now it is, you know what I mean? Because you got the job done, so now we're coming yep. for you. Yep. It's just a lot. Yep. And Truman, Truman was a oh, yeah. cold one. He was. He was. And that was a true story. When yeah. Oppenheimer, he went to Truman, encouraging him not to build or use a hydrogen bomb. Mm. And he said that, I feel like I have blood, blood on, my, on my, hands. my hands. And Truman famously gave him a napkin, like a handkerchief to or whatever. wipe it off. To wipe it off and mm. says, I have more blood on my hands than you because I decided to drop it. He was like, do you they think called... anyone cares about who created it? They cared about who dropped it. Now get this crybaby exactly. off my office. Yes, and he really called him. He said, never would live in the office again. He's a crybaby scientist. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. No, I think I think overall, right, the movie, you know, it. Uh, I think they did the hearing a little too long. Right, I think that that part was like probably a lion share of the movie that was kind of confusing, a little you bit. You know, it, you're right. After the bomb was tested, the bomb was dropped. I forgot. Oh man, we still have to wrap this hearing plot line mm-hmm. up, and it was long. I was ready to go by that point, but yeah. I do think the hearing was really interesting. Yeah, I really like that one scene where Roger Rob was berating Oppenheimer, and you heard the the foot drumming that Oppenheimer <laughs> hears before the before the students even did it in that like mess hall setting. Mm-hmm. You you heard the foot throbbing, and that kind of like represents his anxiety, and then like the blaring white light, and like mm-hmm. I I did like that scene because originally I did think that we were going to see what happens in Japan. Oh, thank God they did not show that. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God they did not show it's, that. We, no. we got a glimpse of it, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? They did it in a way that was kind of. It was I, just, they dropped the bomb and that was it. We did, I, in my opinion, the movie was about the making of the bomb mm-hmm. in the Manhattan Project, mm-hmm. not just the. They, not they hinted that. to it a little bit. Like you <laughs> said, when he was in that mess hall with the students and you saw the girl's mm-hmm. skin peeling off and then the yeah. ashen corpse, like, um. We saw that, but yeah, they didn't go into detail. And first I was like, I would like to see it, um, but I am kind of glad they didn't do it because we've seen it before and there's probably other movies who do it. You know, they take a little more time with it. And like you said, it wasn't that no. wasn't the main story. No. But um, I did like the hearing because like I said, I, I was like, yo, there's a the frustration of Oppenheimer's lawyer. I felt it. Like yeah. they hear entering documents that this lawyer has never seen before. Yep, it's they like, give oh, it's him clear. no time, huh? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's uh, classified. You can't see it. Class, you can. They give him no time to go over it, and then they mm-hmm. have him read it. So enter it to the record, but you have no time to go over it, and it's just like y'all just are damning slimy. information. Damning yeah. information. Like first two, he saw it. He was like, um, this, this, this. Oh, but we've already seen it. But I haven't seen it. But it's already in the record. Like, yeah. It's, 
So just yeah. just read it to put in it. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Yeah. It was slimy. Yeah. And I think karma was was made Strauss not be able to get what he had to get. That that, that made him not get confirmed rather. Yeah. Right. I think that was karma and um it's some a little justice, I guess, from at least from Abraham's standpoint, in a way, that he didn't get confirmed because of his pettiness. Mm. Yeah. So, um, wrapping it up, right? What'd you rank the movie? Honestly, I'm very surprised, but I would get Ippenheimer a large bag of popcorn. Mm. I would, you know, it's like I said, the first the early life of Oppenheimer I didn't enjoy because um like I said those like those like uh, little cuts into his brain and how he saw quantum mechanics I I, I didn't give it I don't care like the that nerd was, me like that the nerd in me liked that a lot it it was just colors to me it was just colors to me <laughs> and just it it was yeah. it was like a weird I felt like the pacing for that whole opening it was kind of jarring because it just started off and then like it. You just started off with his early life with not too much of, like, a precursor to what's happening. So you just kind of mm-hmm. see a man and his thoughts doing weird stuff and, like, yes. not being yeah, liked yeah. by anyone. The story didn't really pick up to maybe, like, I would say maybe, like, 12 minutes in. That's yeah, when I'm like, I okay, I understand. And I didn't like that. But when the story picked up, I was interested. And I realized, you know, I like watching things that sometimes I don't fully understand all the language because it makes me feel like I'm learning something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even something, I remember we were watching, um, me and DQ were watching, um, you know, Donnie, Donnie Brasco with uh, Johnny Depp? Mm-mm. It's called Donnie Brasco, right? It's like a, it's like a, it's not old. It, it may be like a gangster movie that came out in the 90s. But pretty okay. much, um, I liked watching it because there's just like New York mobster lingo. Sometimes I don't understand it. I don't understand what they're talking about. But hearing them talking this way... It's just interesting. I don't know how to explain it. It's just interesting. It's like what a, one of the commentaries that I was listening to in pre- pre- preparation for this episode said that they did not overly explain a lot of the jargon with the technical jargon when the scientists was talking to each other, mm. you know, and they were talking about their calculations and they were talking about all the physics and the quantum stuff and everything. Yeah, they didn't overly explain it, and they said that most people sitting there may not have understood it. Mm. You know, and like I said, I struggled to understand at least a little bit of it, even though, like I said, it's just something that I, I like I personally am really interested in. Mm. Right. Just I'm not a physicist or right? I'm an engineer. So mm. it's a little it's a little more theoretical. But like Hunter, you say physics is more theoretical than what you do or engineering is more theoretical. No, physics. Physics is absolutely more theoretical. OK. Engineering is, is applied physics, essentially. Okay. Like, we're taking the, the foundations, those fundamentals, and applying it to building something or making something or designing something. Physics you know, is with a name like, like physics, I'm thinking physical, so I'm thinking it's it's more than just uh No, physics is, the, physics is the science of how matter and basically how matter interacts in our world. So yeah, an object in motion will stay in motion unless... Yes. Okay. Right. Right. That's a that's one of Newton's law. Yes. Okay. Newton's law is motion. See, I remember exactly. ninth grade a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But um, okay. yeah, I would give it a large bag of popcorn because like I said, even though I didn't understand everything that was happening, I felt like 
Sometimes, like, I do just kind of like hearing jargon that sounds smart. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. Like, I don't know what it is. And the movie, it looks very good. The movie was gorgeous. Like, it had well, a sort of, like, moody quality to it. But also, there'll be shots that were just, like, very beautiful. Like, New Mexico. Or them just riding horses in New Mexico. Yeah. Like I said, I liked, um... Um... Kind of the way, like I said, how, like, they... You heard that pounding of feet. And Oppenheimer's mm-hmm. head before the bomb went off, so it was kind of like a yeah. premonition. When you explained the whole black and white thing, because we couldn't understand the timelines, when you explained that, I like that too. Um, yeah. Josh Peck was there. Shout out to my man Josh. <laughs> For real, Drake and Josh, I saw him too. You know, I was, I was like, y'all have a lot of like big name actors, and they have very small roles. I'm like, do y'all have a whole lot of money? Like, how much money yeah. do you have? They said apparently the whole budget was a hundred million, which is not is not that crazy. Yeah. For for a movie that size of that magnitude. Yeah. You know, and actually I agree with you. I would give it a large bag of popcorn as well. I think this movie, you know how some movies is kind of like obviously going for the Oscar. Okay. I think this movie is going to be nominated in a lot of different categories, right? And I think because of the things you said about the cast, about the sound quality about the picture quality like i was about- literally on the i was surprised i was like I, on during testing i was on the edge of my seat when he yeah. when he said to uh josh peck's character push this button don't let the meter go by at one point i i found myself biting my nails i was like man relax like, yeah no yeah. It's, it's true right it's, it's true and and i think that um is the movie wasn't for everyone some people might have got bored by it. Like, Aline, she fell asleep. I can totally get how people are bored by it. You have to be... Right. Maybe if, if I would have... If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have been like... If I was just watching it, I probably would have been like, oh, my God. But yeah. because I committed myself to being involved in it, that's probably why I got more out of it. Yes. And yeah. once again, for me, I love science yeah. and I love history, especially World War II. Yeah. So this was just like me and... we. I watched it also with, with my friend Beverly. We were oh, sitting you watched it twice? No, no, no. Me, Ali, and Oh, uh, but to say you watched the three-hour movie twice? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't got all that time, right? But but we were basically on the edge of our seat the mm, whole time. Yeah. Just watching it and trying to figure out, like, everything. Why is in the edge of consciousness. <laughs> 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 Knocked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah. Um, I think that wraps it up. Unless you have anything else? Ski. Ski. Yeah, I have right. nothing else to say. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Watch That Joan podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Watch That John. We also are starting to post our episodes weekly starting on Thursdays. Yay! So be on the lookout for the episodes we recorded. Um, we recorded, this is our ninth episode so far. Look at so us. Get, getting her so done. Getting it done, right? So we're going to drop this episode next. And after that, we're going to basically drop it randomly, right? Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, RSSS, um, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. So follow us on Instagram and uh, DM us if you have any questions or preferences. So thank you, everyone, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye.